I'm Sarah, a PA and mama to a six-month-old little boy. And I'm Maria, a third grade teacher expecting my first baby in September. We certainly don't claim to be motherhood experts. In fact, we are just beginning to figure this whole thing out. But one thing that we have quickly realized is that pregnancy and motherhood require a great deal of sacrifice. But what a gift that sacrifice is. It gives us the tiniest glimpse of the sacrifice our Heavenly Father made when he sent his own son to die for us, a death that we deserved. Through motherhood, we get to live out the gospel message of sacrifice daily, as we do our best to love these little people that the Lord has entrusted us with. So whether you're drinking hot coffee and praying to one day become a mama, decaf while you're growing your babe, or cold coffee that was once hot while you meet the needs of your littles, come hang out with us while we chat all things motherhood and discover what the Lord is teaching us through the sacrifices of this sweet season. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Podcast. My name is Maria and I'm here with Sarah and we have a very special guest today whose name is Renee. Um, Sarah's going to introduce her a little bit more in a few seconds. Um, but I just want to preface this by saying we are very, very, very excited about this episode of the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about something we haven't really talked about before, but we really wanted to touch on it as soon as humanely possible because we think it's so important. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about what we're going to do today and then we'll introduce Renee. Yes. So Renee's here to talk to us about adoption. And like Maria said, we are super excited and have really been looking forward to recording this episode and having Renee share her story with us and with all of you guys. So a little backstory on how Renee and I met, and then I'll let Renee introduce herself a little bit further. But Renee actually grew up in Roanoke, or around Roanoke, like Maria and I did. And then her and her husband both actually went to Virginia Tech, like Maria and I did. <laughs> and so go Hokies. Um, but Always. it's so, yes. Our only guests are Hokies. <laughs> yes, that's the requirement. Um, it's the requirement. But it's so crazy because even though Renee and I grew up around, like in the same area around each other, and then both went to Tech, we didn't meet until PA school. So it took us moving away from home to meet each other. <laughs> but Renee was actually in my class for PA school. And so we both graduated together almost a year ago, last May. And I just love Renee. She's Aww. the sweetest <laughs> human ever. I think everyone in our class would agree. We always used to joke. I don't know if you knew this, Renee, but we were always like, I just want Renee to be my PA. Like, I Aww. want Renee to take care of me. <laughs> just literally Aww. the best person. And so it has been such a joy to get to walk through this journey of motherhood with her. And um, our little ones are just a few weeks apart. And so that has been so fun to just get to experience the season of waiting and anticipation um, for the babies to get here. And then just to get to experience these first few months together. And she just has provided me with some sweet encouragement, um, you know, during this journey. And it has just been such a blessing. So we are so excited to have her here with us and for her to share her beautiful story. It's the most amazing story and just such an awesome journey. And so we're super excited for her to be here. But Renee, tell us just a little bit about you and Joseph and how long you guys have been married and a little bit of backstory. Yeah, yeah. So um, Joseph and I have been married for coming up on seven years in July. Okay. So... Um, and we're high school sweethearts, like you mentioned. So we both went to, well, we actually both went to William Byrd and then to Tech. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and we have an eight-month-old daughter, Serena, who we adopted, um, of course. 
And we have an open <laughs> adoption with her birth parents. I'm excited to kind of talk about that and kind of what led us to adoption and kind of our process and how things have been. Obviously, we're very early on as parents and in the process being that she's only eight months old, but I'm excited to share our story. And it's an honor to yes. be able to talk with you guys about it today. Yes, yes, I love that. Um, so yeah, if you want to start with just maybe telling us how you guys made the decision to pursue adoption and kind of, I know that you feel like the Lord laid that on your heart. And so just kind of how you guys got to that point. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, Joseph and I had dated for a long time before we ended up getting married. And before we ever got married and, and experienced infertility, we definitely knew that we wanted to adopt. Um, but we just kind of figured that adoption would mean that we would have biological children first and then adopt like a 10-year-old and adopt an older child. Um, okay. But then once we made the decision to finally start trying to get pregnant, of course, so we ended up getting married in undergrad. And so obviously we were not trying to get pregnant then, even though I was baby <laughs> crazy and it totally would have been fine with it. <laughs> um, so we actually like officially, I guess, started trying to get pregnant in February 2015. So, and I'm really big on dates, you'll realize. So I'll bring up dates a lot. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, we are yes. too. <laughs> I'm like such a visual, like I have such a visual memory and I have to like chart it all out. <laughs> um, yeah, but I so yeah, that. February, 2015 is when we were like, yeah, let's just not prevent anything and just see what happens. And we were like, what, 22 or 23. So we assumed it would happen obviously pretty quick. Um, mm -hmm. and then, so it wasn't until like the six month mark that we were like, okay, like, we kind of just thought it would happen. And then, like Maria mentioned on another episode, like, I went to my OBGYN, and she's like, yeah, don't worry. Like, we're not going to do anything until you get to the year mark anyway. So she kind of just, like, told us to do some things, like the basal body temperature and ovulation predictor kits and stuff like that. Um, so basically, those second six months, we came up with tons of data. That way, at the year mark, we would actually have something to show her. <laughs> But then, of course, right mm -hmm. at that time, we actually ended up moving to Fishersville for Joseph's job. So that was February 2016. And so at that time, I switched to a different OBGYN, and she was like, no, let's get you started right away on Clomid, because after um, showing her all of our data, she's like, yeah, clearly you aren't ovulating. And for those that don't know, Clomid mm -hmm. induces ovulation, so it obviously... That's an important part of getting pregnant, and I apparently hadn't <laughs> <Yeah>. been. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So um, the spring of 2016, kind of into the early summer, we actually ended up doing several rounds of Clomid, I think three total. And so part of that, too, is that in the middle of your cycle, it's like cycle day 21, you have to get a, a blood test to make sure that your hormones indicated that you ovulated. Mm -hmm. And I did every single cycle. Mm -hmm. So it's like our first probably three cycles of an actual chance of pregnancy. <laughs> and so it was really exciting. So even just the fact that I ovulated, I was really excited mm -hmm. about. So that kind of made, you know, not getting pregnant. I was like, well, hey, at least we did. And so, yeah. um, and then after that, obviously it didn't end up happening at that time. So that summer, she actually went ahead and referred us to the reproductive endocrinologist, which is just the mm -hmm. fancy term for the fertility specialist. And I was like initially super alarmed that she was already referring us. I'm like, it's only been a year and a half and we're super young. But I was also like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're ready to get pregnant and have a baby, like it seems like you spend most of your life preventing a pregnancy. 
And then when you mm-hmm. want it, you want it to happen like yesterday. So, yeah. so I yeah. was like, okay, I don't want to waste any time here. And I like that she's a go-getter and we're just going straight for the big guns. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, so f- our, I guess, yeah, summer of 2016 is when we went and saw the specialist. We both just had the full workup and figured out what was going on. And basically, he felt like we could definitely get pregnant if we did Clomid plus doing IUI which is basically like Mm -hmm. the step before IVF. Um, Mm -hmm. But, of course, part of the workup was tons of blood work, and we found out I wasn't immune to rubella, which you kind of want to be immune to (laughs) when Mm -hmm. you're trying to get pregnant. So I had to get that vaccine, which is a live vaccine. So he forbade us from trying to get pregnant for like two months. And then, of course, I had an HSG procedure, which is where they inject dye into your uterus to make sure there's no, like, physical blockages. So you're not supposed to be trying for, like, two Mm -hmm. months after that either. So that was Mm -hmm. a little bit rough Mm because we were forced to, like, for the first time in a year and a half, like, not try for those two Mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm. But looking back, it was really good because – or maybe not good, but we ended up finding out that I was accepted to PA school during that time. Um And so basically, like, when we moved in 2016, I was like, plan A is we're going to get pregnant. That's definitely what we want. I'll be a stay-at-home mom, homeschool, just go the whole nine yards. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, Mm. but, you know, like, dealing with infertility, it kind of takes a toll on your identity, too. And it's kind of nice to do something for yourself and feel like you're doing something successful. So I was like, okay, if this doesn't work out, like, Mm -hmm. I have to do something. So plan B was to go to PA school if I were to get in. And then that was clearly God's plan A because I got mm-hmm. in. And um, so mm-hmm. th- at that point, like fall of 2016, we were like, well, we probably shouldn't be like hardcore trying to get pregnant <laughs> if I'm going to be going through a really rigorous program. Um, so like literally, you guys, it was no joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I knew it was Sarah was no joke. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, we maybe shouldn't schedule the you know, Clomid IUI stuff like he wanted us to do. Like, let's put that on yeah, hold. Yeah, and your body had already been through so much. Yeah. Like, like I mean, a lot of people, I know Clomid, a lot of people have pretty bad reactions to as oh well. Like, can that have some yes, crazy side effects? Yes, it was awful. Effects? Like, I remember, so actually at the time, I was a scribe for a GI doctor. And at one point after taking it, I was literally in doubled over in so much pain because I clearly must have had a cyst that burst or something and I was so nervous and and like too timid to actually tell him what was going on and it was so awful but yeah like the side effects were really really bad um Mm -hmm. and then you had the procedure and then you had to talk about IUI and then you moved right like you had been through a lot already in that year yeah yeah so um yeah so we kind of came to the conclusion at that time that we weren't gonna you know go hardcore with fertility treatments anymore but we did feel very convicted that we shouldn't prevent a pregnancy anymore because we were like well Mm. clearly like we know that if it's meant to be like god will make it happen and we don't want to prevent it Mm -hmm. or that's just how we personally felt um so then of course pa school started january of 2017 um and then so kind of that whole time we weren't really preventing anything and you know i was so caught up with school I wasn't even really thinking about it anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but so as Sarah mentioned too with PA school like when you graduate 
um, there's a kind of like a built-in maternity leave. There's several months mm-hmm. where you literally can't work. So kind of the same yeah. thing like you guys, like the fall. Mm-hmm. So I guess fall 2018, we were like, hey, let's consider going back to mm-hmm. the specialist and trying the treatments again. And then I had a rotation in Roanoke. And then I had my surgery rotation where I was working like five, 16 hour days a week. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. there's literally it's impossible for us to do this right now. So we couldn't, you know, go that route. So -hmm. then January rolls around. So last January, so 2019. um, And at that point, we were like, we just really want to be parents. And we were like, we want to be parents right now. Like we want this to all work out Mm -hmm. where we can hopefully have a baby this summer. And I was like, it didn't matter to us how we became parents. Like at that point, we were like, I literally don't care if it's through a biological child or through an adopted child, like we are just more than ready. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, and if you, if you're around Renee and Joseph for two seconds, then like they are the best people to be parents. Oh, like you guys are amazing. And so a hundred percent, the Lord made you to be parents. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm like, you like Serena is so lucky. She's so lucky. Oh, thank you. So yes. Yeah. So kind of like, So in January, um, we were like, hey, you know how we were considering adoption like later? Like, why not do infant adoption right now? (laughs) And actually, it's like Mm -hmm. the weirdest thing in the world. And I don't think I told our caseworker this or very many of our family or friends. And I guess they might find out now. (laughs) But it was like (laughs) the, the weirdest thing because... It was like one morning in January, like we just woke up and we're like, I feel like our baby is out there somewhere. Like she's out and like, we really felt like it was a girl too, but we didn't want to like get too excited because we definitely wanted a girl. (laughs) But we were like, we feel like she's out there somewhere and we just have to get to her. And it's like the weirdest sensation to wake up one morning and feel like that. But we were like, okay, like clearly God has placed adoption on our hearts right Mm -hmm. now. So we have got to do Mm -hmm. our part and get everything ready. (laughs) So... (laughs) that's kind of like what led us up to the decision to adopt. And then February of last year, so February 2019, is when we actually applied to the adoption agency. Um, And later I found out, I don't know if I should mention this now or later, but... No, wait, 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 tell it later. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll wait. I think it'll be fun later. Okay. But but I want to know, tell (laughs) me. You'll you'll find out in just a minute. But one thing... Like on the edge of my seat. I know. But one thing that I think was so special and that I have, that has just made like my like journey to motherhood, like along with Renee, like it's just been so fun is that we were back at school after rotation, was it after rotation seven? I think so. Yeah. And because every two rotations, we would go back to the school for a couple of days for like an exam and some lectures and stuff. And it was it was right around whenever Justin and I were getting ready, we were pregnant and we were getting ready to announce our pregnancy. And I was getting ready to tell the class, Mm -hmm. like our classmates. And so I feel like we were sitting upstairs, like in that little lounge area. And Renee shared with me that you guys were adopting Mm -hmm. and I was able to like tell you we're pregnant. So then I feel like it was so special that like at the same moment, yeah, like the length of my pregnancy was you're like, adoption journey. Right. Yeah. So I just felt like that was so special. Like we really got to walk it together. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Season of waiting and anticipation and preparation. And so I thought that that was so fun. Yes. 
But yeah, so okay, tell us, sorry, February 2019. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. so February is when we officially applied to the agency, um, and thankfully we worked with an agency that they really get things done very quickly. Oh, so it actually, like, the timing worked out really well because they have annual training that is required every year before you can be a part of their program. And the training just happened to be in March. And so like we literally got our application in like a couple weeks before the training was and they were able to get us approved because it's a, a Christian agency. Like you have to meet several requirements and you have to write all these essays and stuff like that. So thankfully we were able to get approved and attend the annual training that March. Um, and then March and April is when we really worked on the home study. Um, and so for those that don't know, you have to have three home study visits, at least one of them being physically in your home. I was actually surprised. I thought all three of them must have had to have been. <laughs> but and then it's tons yeah. of paperwork. I mean, we had to write all kinds of essays. We had to do um, like parenting videos and then read articles and stuff like that and then write essays about what we learned from it. Of course, a ton of financial background mm-hmm. and Um, Our pastor had to write, you know, references and like just tons and tons of stuff. And so it was a little bit hard getting all of that done in the middle of rotations. But I obviously had kind of like a deadline in my head of like, hey, this Mm -hmm. needs to happen right away. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And so we kind of felt and it was funny now, like because I told our caseworker, I was like, so because we were like ready to join the program. We had finished everything super quick. Um, and some home study processes take months, but like ours was done mm-hmm. within like six or seven mm-hmm. weeks because they just work really quick where we, mm-hmm. the agency we went with. Um, and where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So I was telling her, I was like, you know, just to be on the safe side, like I know this is very unlikely that we would get a match within like two weeks, but what if we did? Like I should probably graduate BA school first. So we kind of pushed back us officially joining the program until the Monday after graduation. Mm -hmm. So we didn't officially Mm -hmm. join until May 20th. Um, And, you know, when I told our caseworker that she was like, oh, well, you never know. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because she actually was Austin and Kaylin's caseworker and that's Serena's birth parents. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she was like literally counseling them at the same time that she was helping us. And she like later we found out that she was like secretly rooting for us to be together because she thought we'd be a really good match. Um, I love that. But so, yeah, just it happened to happen very, very quickly for us. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, every adoption story is completely different and some people wait years and months or years, but for us, it just happened to happen very quickly. And I know that it's just because like God definitely wanted us to be Serena's parents. Um, mm-hmm. and so basically, so May 20th, we joined the program and were officially considered a waiting family. And then during that time, I was, like, studying hardcore for boards, so I didn't even really think about it. Um, But then Mm -hmm. May 31st, so, like, 11 days later, we got the email from the director of the agency saying, hey, Austin and Kaylin looked through your profile book, which I guess I didn't really talk about that. But they looked through your profile book, and they really like you guys, and they want to meet you in person. So we were, like, flabbergasted, like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And so – 
tell us, Renee, so yes. you guys made the decision to do an open adoption. Oh, yes. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about a closed adoption versus open adoption and how you guys made the decision to go with open adoption. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's something that we talked a lot about in our profile book, too. So, um, so yeah, there's a, several different types of adoption. Most people are, like, historically you know, in years past, a lot of people just assumed closed adoption, which is Mm -hmm. basically where, um, the birth parents or, you know, in any type of adoption, the birth parents completely terminate their parental rights. But with closed adoption, there's absolutely no contact between the birth parents and the adoptive parents. Um, you don't know anything except just first names, maybe a picture, probably not even that, but there's absolutely no communication. Um, there's also something called mediated adoption. Um, and so with that, you can choose to, to communicate with each other through the adoption agency. So like if you want to send emails and then the adoption agency sends it over to the other party, that way you're not exchanging any personal information. And then open adoption is what we have where the lines of communication are completely open. You exchange all personal information, you know, like, you know, each other's last names, you're able to exchange like phone numbers and actually see each other for visits. And with mediated adoption, you can have visits too. Um, but usually like a caseworker would be present. There would always be a third party. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so, so yeah, so Joseph and I like through all of our training and everything, um, like the annual weekend that they had. And then just from all the research we are doing, we're like, you know, Really the best thing for Serena, or at the time we didn't know Serena, but really the best thing for the child is an open adoption. And like, we want to know where she came from. Like we want to be able to ask questions randomly. Like if little cute little personality things come up, be like, oh, that's because of Kaylin. You know, like we, Mm -hmm. like we wanted to have an open relationship. And that's something that we made very clear in our profile book. And I think I'm trying to remember how we phrased it. But at the beginning of our book, we wrote like a little letter to the expectant Mm -hmm. mom. And we were like saying, you know, we love having people over. We love building relationships with people. Like our favorite thing is having friends over for dinner or guests on the weekends. Um, So we're hoping to extend our family by more than just one person. Like we want you to be a part of our family too. And then... um, you know, we made it pretty clear throughout the book that like, hey, we really want to get to know you. And so, of course, when Austin and Kaylin read through our book, um, that's something that they very much wanted too. like they definitely wanted an open adoption and to still be a part of Serena's life and, mm-hmm. um, you know, still be there for big milestones and everything like that. So that was a big part in them deciding to meet us. So perfect. That's awesome. And I think that's amazing, too, because I know that I I feel like thinking personally and even just in stories, I've heard like so much fear can come with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like the open adoption aspect can be very fearful because you're like, I, I mean, I just know there can be some confusion in that. And you're right. Traditionally, what we normally heard of up until very recently, I feel like, is mostly closed adoptions where you adopt a child and you never really talk about the past, you know? Um, so I think that's really cool of you guys. And I'm, I love the way you put it that like you wanted more people in your family. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just really impressed with that. I think that's really honorable and I just want to hear all about it because it's, 
it's 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 fearful to me, but also something that I feel like is really honorable. Yeah, well, like at first, before we really did a lot of research, Joseph and I totally were all for a closed adoption before we really kind of looked into it because the same mm-hmm. thing. I mean, we were like, well, we've been waiting so long mm-hmm. to be parents. Like we want to be the only ones. But yeah. the more that mm-hmm. we um, like did research and especially the more that like we actually met and fall in love with Austin and Kaylin. Like, I want them to be a part of her life. And they're, like, the mm-hmm. most important people in my world <laughs> because they made Aww. me a mom. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you know, like, I get so excited to share pictures and videos with them because, and it's mm-hmm. so cute because since we, like, hang out, I f- I'm jumping all around, but since we <laughs> hang out and, like, you know, talk <laughs> to them all the time and, like, see them in person a lot, I can totally, even though Serena's only eight months old, like little facial expressions. I'm like, Oh, that's Kaylin. <laughs> and oh, I just think it's the I cutest thing. So I love that. Yeah. I think that is one of my favorite things about your story is just the relationship that you guys have with them. Like it is so unique and mm-hmm. so, so special. And I think, yeah, both, mm-hmm. I think it's just such a testament for both you and Joseph and Kaylin and Austin, like how much you love her mm-hmm. that you both want what's best right, for her. Right. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely. I love that. So I kind of jumped around a bit, but No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's so okay. um so yeah, so we got that email on May 31st and then it took a couple of weeks to mm-hmm. schedule our actual interview. So we didn't meet up with them until June 13th. Um and they interviewed us at Olive Garden. And that was like, (laughs) obviously incredibly stressful (laughs) leading up to it. Like we were just nervous wrecks, but at the same time, like we just felt really Mm -hmm. at peace. And we obviously, cause they live two hours away. So we had two hours to just like pray the whole car ride and like, just talk things through. And we're like, you know what? Like if this is meant to be, there's nothing we can say that's like rubs in the wrong way. Or like, we can't do something wrong. If this is in God's plan, like it's going to happen. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, if we do everything perfectly right and we feel really good about it and this child is not meant to be ours, like God's going to close that door too. So we Mm -hmm. just kind of had complete Mm -hmm. peace about the interview because we're like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And that just kind of, and we just like surrendered all of it to God before going in. We're like, this out of our control, like we're just going to go have fun (laughs) and like get to know them. them. And so, and that was part of it is like, you know, we knew we wanted an open adoption. And so we were like, Hey, let's kind of act like we're interviewing them too. <laughs> like, yeah. like we want yeah. to see if we mm-hmm. have a good connection and cause like th- these are people we're going to know for the rest of our lives and like want to mm-hmm. be with. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the interview went really well. I mean, of course, like the first five minutes, like you would expect were kind of awkward. Like, what do you say <laughs> when you first meet yes. someone for such a like, a heavy mm-hmm. topic. Um, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. once we started talking, we all just instantly clicked and it was so fun. And I remember thinking like, I feel like we could stay here for hours more, but we obviously had to go at some point. So, um, and then, so they, they wanted to meet with at least one other couple, which at the time I was like, why can't they just tell us? Like we're, we felt yes. like it went so well and we've, I don't know. We just felt so good about it. Like we were just very much at peace, but I was also glad that they like stuck with their guts and were like, well, let's at least talk to this other couple because we liked their book. Um, because I wouldn't want them to have any regrets later. Like, well, what if we had talked to them? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. 
But with them, they ended up having to do like a phone interview with them. Um, so that, you know, I felt kind of bad about that because I felt like Joseph and I kind of had an advantage because it was in person. Um, but anyway, so June 17th, which was a Monday, so we had to go the weekend not really knowing. June 17th, mm-hmm. we got the call that they chose us to parent oh their daughter, and we were just incredibly excited and, like, over yes. the moon. And they knew they were having a girl, right? They knew. Yes, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so they their <clears throat> only requirements, because, like, obviously they can, you know, they have the right to come up with specific requirements for who they want to choose, so their mm-hmm. only requirements was that they wanted, they really wanted an open adoption and they wanted to pick the first name and going yes, into it, this. we had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even realize that we were allowed to ask what the first name was going <laughs> to be. <laughs> like our caseworker yeah. was like, everyone else asked and y'all didn't even ask. And I was like, well, because it didn't really matter. Like I didn't matter what they chose. Like we would want, you know, her anyway. <laughs> it didn't yes. matter what the name was. And so I don't know if that made a difference at all. But so we, we found out her first name was going to be Serena. So I was like, Oh, that's so mm-hmm. pretty. And so, and then Joseph and I chose her middle name, which is Rose. I love that. So Aww. yeah, <laughs> I love that. And I know that that timeline probably felt like an eternity to you guys, but I know in the grand scheme of things, like it, it is very quick for what a lot of couples have yeah, to go through. It, and again, I'm not saying like, I'm sure that weekend was torture for you guys, you know, yeah. being like, did they pick us? Did they not? Did they like, I'm sure it was torture, but I know that it was, that's still really quick. And like, what a blessing that was that your timing, which I'm sure you're about to get to seemed to turn out so perfectly. Yes, I know. It's just, it still blows me away. Like, cause every time we yeah. look back at all of the random details and like, Mm-hmm. It's like, it can really only be explained by God. So absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I love that. So I guess tell us, so you found out in June. Yes. And so at this point you're like, really like Kaylin, you're like literally waiting for a baby yeah. to be born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully my mm-hmm. mom was very type A about a baby shower. And I was like, maybe it's a little bit too soon because she actually gave us a baby shower before we were even on the waiting list. (laughs) So she gave us a baby shower. Like, I think it was Mother's Day weekend in May. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. It was. was, Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So she, so it was like a couple weeks before we were even officially a waiting family. And I was like, people are going to think we are so crazy. Like people wait years to adopt (laughs) and like, we're already having a baby shower. Like they're going to, I don't know. I was so worried about judgment, but at the same time, like it was a really good thing that my mom did that. Cause otherwise Joseph Mm -hmm. and I would have had nothing. (laughs) And so at that point, the Lord provided. Yeah. So we had all the major things like the crib, like all of the big gear stuff. Of course, we didn't know like boy or girl at the time Mm -hmm. um, of the baby shower. So thankfully we had most everything we needed, but yeah, two, like less than two months from finding out we had a match until Serena was born. I was like, and even that, I was like, I can't imagine waiting nine whole months <laughs> I know. Like, to meet your child. Like, I was like, two months just seemed like forever. I so. know. <laughs> it's so crazy. So tell me, did, I can't remember if you guys got together with Kaylin and Austin. Oh, yes. 
another time before we did yeah so um yeah so that summer we exchanged contact information Mm -hmm. and so of course like I had graduated I wasn't working yet so I was just kind of sitting at home all day doing nothing and then so no idea what that's like (laughs) waiting for a baby (laughs) yeah so I was just like literally twiddling my thumbs for two months and Kaylin and Austin are still in high school so they were on summer break so Kaylin and I like just texted constantly and ended up getting really close. Um, we ended up hanging out with them, I think two, maybe three times that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, we got to get to know them really well before Serena came, which is good. Cause we really, I think all four of us really wanted to like build a foundation without, you know, adding in the baby too. Yes. <laughs> cause obviously that changes a lot when we're hanging out. Cause then it's all about what mm-hmm. Serena's needs are. So it was kind mm-hmm. of nice over the summer that we just got to go walk around downtown with them and play Pokemon Go, which they are obsessed with, <laughs> and just kind of like I love, I love it. get lots of Slurpees and just hang out and have fun. Yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So tell us, because this is like one of my favorite parts, is like the experience at the hospital. Yes. So we, like our hospital experience was literally like out of a movie. Like we felt so incredibly blessed that they allowed us to be a part of so much of it because actually in our interview they had said that they felt like they wanted the hospital to just be them and their families and you know just to be time with them and so and for those that don't know you know every state is different but in Virginia birth moms have up to 10 days to decide so even if she signs the paperwork in the hospital Mm -hmm. which is what Kaylin and Austin did you still have to wait that 10 days mm-hmm. before the child is legally yours. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. basically we had no expectations going into that 10 days. We were like, you know, it's whatever they want. And so, mm-hmm. you know, from the interview, they said that they kind of wanted the hospital just to be them. And then the more we were hanging out with them and getting to know them over the summer, one day they just randomly called us up and were like, hey, we actually would really like you guys to be at the hospital. Do you want to? I'm like, oh my gosh, of course we want to. Thank you so much for including us. I was like yes. shocked that they would let us be there. Um, yes. And so then like, so um, Kaylin ended up being a week and a day late. So yes, I was I like, remember this. I was convinced she was going to go early because she was convinced she was going to go early. And I was like, so even getting to 40 weeks, I was like, oh my gosh. And then yes. 41 weeks, I was like, <laughs> come on. Like, I was like, God is definitely testing oh my, my patience. <laughs> yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, so she ended up getting induced on a Monday. So Serena was born August 12th. Um, but that Sunday, so the day before, So also that weekend, I still didn't know like what they expected of us, like the weekend knowing she was going to be induced Monday. So I was like, hey, like, do you just want us to kind of show up on Monday? Like, I'm assuming we're getting a hotel. I don't really know. And she was like, oh, no, like we're going to be in the hospital Sunday night. We want y'all there with us Sunday night. And I was like, oh, okay, this is great. And I had like less than 24 hours notice. So I was like, okay, we're getting bags packed. Like we're going. And um, (laughs) so it was really kind of fun, actually, because the four of us, or I guess maybe technically five of us, (laughs) like arrived at the hospital Sunday night and um, we like met in the parking lot and walked in together and got all registered and Kaylin and Austin had their own Mm -hmm. room and then Joseph and I had our own room. Um, 
And so then she was induced. So Monday she was in labor all day and we met tons of their family, (laughs) which was really fun, but also like kind of stressful, honestly, because we're like, we know that they're going to be like, you know, obviously wanting to know who Serena's parents are going to be and probably have lots of questions Mm -hmm. or like, Mm -hmm. we were just super nervous, but everyone was so, so nice to us. And they actually like brought us presents and for us to take home for Serena. And we were just shocked. We're like, okay, this is wonderful. Um, so anyway, so Serena was born at 7.30 that night. And then another thing we were really surprised by, because at that point, um, Joseph and I had like, you know, they were, we got to meet Serena right after she was born. Like we were literally outside in the hallway because there was too many people in the room that we couldn't be in there while she was actually pushing, which I, if I were her, I wouldn't want anyone else in there anyway, because she had... <laughs> Austin and both of their moms. I'm like, I feel like that's a bit much already. So, <laughs> but we were right outside. So we got to hear Serena's first cries and we were just like, oh my I don't know. It was so precious. Um, but so we, you know, we got to go in and meet her pretty quick. And then once, you know, things kind of settled down, we we're like, okay, let's go get lunch. Cause we were going to let them like, obviously they had to stay in the labor and delivery unit for a couple of hours. Um, Mm-hmm. And then, so while we were out getting dinner, Austin called us and we were again, like super surprised by this, but he was like, Hey, do you guys want Serena in y'all's room tonight? And we we're like, um, yes. <laughs> like, of course oh we would goodness. love to have her in our room. Cause we, you know, again, like just went into it with no expectations at all. Mm-hmm. And so that night, like as soon as they were discharged from the labor and delivery and went to the postpartum unit. So Serena immediately came into our room. So like since she was three hours old, like we have been her primary, like full on caregivers. And so that night, like I knew I needed to sleep. (laughs) Like even though I wasn't in labor, (laughs) like obviously I didn't have any physical toll on me that day, but we were just so exhausted because we didn't sleep at all the night before. And it was Mm -hmm. just like a really stressful day meeting everybody. But like I literally Mm -hmm. stared at her all night and so I, I remember, got no sleep I remember you texting me that <laughs> yeah yes. so I like just stared at her and I was like I know I should sleep but I can't like I just want to look at her beautiful little face <laughs> so <laughs> and her chubby cheeks I love cheeks. that so much <clears throat> yes yeah so well, tell us this really quick I'm like uh-huh. backing up a little bit I think, was it while Kaylin was in labor that you were talking with the family that you made the realization that you were going to say earlier that oh, I told yes. you to wait? Yes, I'm glad that you brought that up because I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so while you're in the waiting room, so Kaylin is such a trooper because she literally, there were literally like 20 people in the waiting room waiting on her to give birth. I was like, I don't know how she did that. Like that would stress me out to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, Hence the reason Justin and I were like, we don't want anyone at the hospital until this baby is born. <laughs> and I remember you texting me and being like, I think, cause I hadn't had prior yet. Yeah. He was born right. the 26th and Serena was born the 12th. But I remember you texting me after and being like, I think you guys are making a good decision because <laughs> it was just yeah. too many people. Yeah. Cause I was like, I need to talk to Sarah. <laughs> cause I knew, like, I was like, I don't think that you would like that. <laughs> yeah, which we were already thinking like we just wanted it to be us, but that was confirmation. Okay, yeah. we really feel confident. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, while we were in the waiting room, um, we found out, so we were talking to um, Kaylin's mom's best friend. So it's kind of like Kaylin's 
um, godmother, I guess you would say. And so she was telling us, you know, she had dealt with infertility herself in, in her past. And so she was kind of talking to us from, from that perspective and just saying like, Hey, just so you know, like this has always been part of their plan. Cause she was probably thinking that we were getting a little bit nervous. Like what if they decide to parent and change their mind? Um, which is obviously a very valid fear at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were just kind of talking about things and she was like, you know, I was actually with Kaylin when she found out she was pregnant and she was like, we had to go to the ER and it was February 15th. And she remembered because it was the day after Valentine's Day. And I was like, wait. <laughs> so they found out on February 15th that they were pregnant. That's literally the day that we applied to the adoption agency. And so I was like, this is just absolutely crazy. Because like the day we applied, yes. they found out. And that same day, they made the decision to place their child mm -hmm. for adoption. And so they were like looking wow. into that adoption agency the same time we were. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah, it was just crazy. I'm just so amazed. I'm also like fully aware that I'm being silent, but it's because I'm over here fighting oh. back tears <laughs> and like my jaw is dropping with every word you say. Everything just sounds like it was, I know everything is always God's will and God's plan, but Spencer literally just wrote a note to me that was like, I'm so amazed with how much peace she had in God's will because like you literally every step of the way, even when you were like, she has 10 days and we had no expectations. I mean- I know that's probably easier, so much easier said than done. And now looking back, you can say that. But I just know how hard that probably yeah. was. Um, but also what a blessing. Like, I just can't get over what an amazing relationship you have and had with them and their mm -hmm. family. And I'm just, I'm just so oh, amazed. Well, thank you. Yeah. And one thing that, like, Joseph and I were really intentional about going into the hospital experience is that. And obviously this was like a really hard thing to actually be at peace with, but we had decided, like we had developed a really good relationship with Austin and Kaylin and we were like, you know, they very well might decide to parent. And we wanted to what, support mm -hmm. them 100%. We were like, no matter what, like they know what is best for their child. And if they feel like them parenting is what's best and we want to support them and we don't want them to have any pressure whatsoever from us in their decision-making. Like, we want to give them support either way. Um, and so that kind of brought us peace, too, because we're like, you know, we felt we felt good about whatever was going to happen. And mm -hmm. so and then we were just seriously, completely blown away by all that they allowed us to do. Like, the fact that we were even in the hospital and then that they let us come, like, we had our own room and then we got to take care of Serena it's just such a blessing and so wonderful and nice of them to let us do that. Yeah. Like we were just so thankful. Um, yes. And it was such a fun experience too, honestly, because like we stayed up late, like playing card games and like just hanging out. And it was just like, like we were obviously utterly exhausted. <laughs> like we had no sleep and trying to figure <laughs> out how in the world to feed Serena. Cause she had like a little bit of issues eating at first um, and had some low blood sugars. So that was really stressful. Um, but overall, like the hospital experience was just wonderful and so fun. <laughs> yes. I love that. And like, you're exhausted, but like in the best way. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're and, like, I, it's, you're like, I will happily be exhausted if it means that I get to love on and oh, be with this sure. precious baby, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's the best. Yeah. So I want to hear how your motherhood experience has gone so yeah. far. Um, 
kind of semi jumping ahead from that and then also how the open adoption is working now. I mean, I'm sure you guys are still obviously really close. So I'm just excited to hear how the past, what, eight months have been now? Yeah. So motherhood is absolutely amazing. And like, I literally just look at Serena every day and I like, thank God for her. And so, and I think like two, because I guess at this point, so it's been like five years, I guess now of infertility. And so, but at the time, it had been four years, I guess, when we started looking into adoption. Mm-hmm. And so kind of having that perspective, you know, any time you go through something like that, like obviously that's really hard and it can be very depressing. Um, and I just know that one thing that I would always kind of be a pet peeve of mine would be like <laughs> when people would complain about pregnancy or motherhood, like on social media, especially like sleep. And so I've like made a pact. I was like, whenever I'm a mom, I will never, ever complain. Like, I'm just, I would love to have a reason to wake up six times in the middle of the night. Like Mm -hmm. that would be such a blessing. Mm -hmm. And so kind of having that perspective going into it has made it easier, Um, especially since Serena doesn't actually sleep that well. (laughs) But I just get really excited to like go in and see her and like cuddle with her a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. it's all good. And, um, Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think having that perspective just makes it an even better. And not, not at all to say that if people haven't struggled with that, that, you know, they're any less better of a parent or, you know, not right. saying that in mm-hmm. any way. Um, right. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's been great. And now she's like started crawling and she's t- pulling up to stand on everything. And she's saying mm-hmm. mama and dada and clapping constantly. And it's just like such a cute mm-hmm. time. And like literally yes. every stage just gets better and better. And I'm like, that's literally exactly <laughs> what Justin and I keep saying. Yes. I'm like, and it's, and it's been so fun too, because Serena and Pryor are like literally a couple weeks apart. Mm-hmm. So it has been so fun that they're just mm-hmm. like developmentally at the kind of at the same point. Yeah. They're very close. And so, yeah, we literally say the same thing. We're like, it is just getting better and better and he's getting cuter and cuter. And I'm like, I never... I don't think I can love him anymore or he can be any cuter. Right. And then he is. And I'm like, how? But it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best, the hardest, but the best thing yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so I know you guys have seen Kaylin and Austin. Oh yeah. Sorry. I forgot quite to a talk few about times. That. Oh yeah. So, um, so we, so Kayla and I still talk pretty much every day. Obviously it's a little mm-hmm. bit different now with Serena and then her in school mm-hmm. and me working and everything, but we still talk all the time. We FaceTime. Um, they've come and spent the weekend with us, I think probably three or four times. And then okay. we've gone up to visit them two or three times. And of course now with the whole COVID thing, it's been kind of rough, especially because Kaylin's birthday is mm-hmm. next week and it's Mother's Day weekend, mm-hmm. and the original oh, plan was for her mm-hmm. to come hang out with us, and it was just going to be a really fun time, oh. and <laughs> so that's really sad that we haven't seen them, like, basically since March, mm-hmm. um, which I guess doesn't seem like too long, but at the same time, this pandemic has felt like years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's literally been uh, forever. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we, um, We've gotten to hang out with them several times in person and, of course, continue to meet their families um, and their best friends and everything. And we got to go um, to one of Kaylin's choir concerts, which was super cute and fun. <laughs> um, and so, 
So yeah, it's been a lot of fun, like continuing to get to know them and to build relationships with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just always so excited for them to see Serena. And because of course, so much changes in the first year. So every time they see her, she's like hit a new milestone. So it's just been really fun. Yes, I love that. Well, I was just wondering if you, um, and we'll probably, unless Renee, you have a lot more to say, which I'm sure you could talk about this forever (laughs) and we surely could listen forever. Um, I just wanted to know if you had any advice for anyone either struggling with infertility or um, anyone just considering adoption. Just any advice or anything that you guys feel like you learned along the way. Oh, for sure. And so I think, you know, a lot of times it's, of course, easier said than done. And especially now looking back, I can say it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But I think just having trust and faith in God's plan for you and for Mm -hmm. your process. Um, Because, of course, the thing is, if Joseph and I had had it our way, we would have gotten pregnant five years ago at this time. And Mm -hmm. we would have never been on the path to Serena. And so we were literally Mm -hmm. just talking a couple weeks ago about it. And we were like, we would never change those four years for the world. Like as hard as it was, Mm -hmm. it it is literally what led us to Serena and Serena is our whole world. Like she literally Mm -hmm. has us wrapped around her tiny little finger and -hmm. we would do anything for her. And so we are just so glad that she is in our lives. So, you know, all of the heartache and pain was completely worth it. And I would do it a million times over. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but of course, you know, I'm saying that on the other side of the journey. Right. And so it's, it's hard hearing that. Like if someone had told me in the midst of it, I would be like, okay, but you know, <laughs> like you, you yeah. just want hope. But I think, um, just having faith in the journey and like trusting in God's plan for you, whatever that may be. And, and mm-hmm. if you, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's ending up having biological children, maybe it's through fostering or adopting, um, mm-hmm. and just kind of being at peace with that. And that was one thing that I wanted to mention at some point too, um, just in general was that Joseph and I kind of, before we, you know, while we were in the process of doing the adoption application and everything, we really decided to be at peace with our infertility because we kind of wanted that baggage to be Mm. like wrapped up in a bag and like thrown away. Like we didn't want any of that baggage Mm. going into the whole adoption process. And so we Mm. really truly became at peace. Like, Hey, we might not ever have biological children. And that is 100% fine with us. Like we would love mm-hmm. to adopt all six kids if we end up having six kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that was one thing, too, is mm-hmm. that, like, if you're looking into adoption, I wouldn't look into it as, like, a Band-Aid for infertility because that, you know, mm-hmm. that never goes away. So um, I don't know if that's helpful or not. <laughs> no, but, I think that that's great. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's so helpful, too. And I've, I don't think I've ever heard it said that way or thought about it that way, but you're exactly right. It it shouldn't be a band-aid. And there is a lot of, I I just think if anything, your story is just so full of hope. I mean, just look at how beautiful your parenting has become Um, and your relationship with this other set of parents and family has become over this. And you're right. You would have never had any of that if you had immediately had biological children. And I know, again, I mean, I always laugh. We, 
we tried for eight months and I'm like, I, w- I felt like I was dying some months and literally couldn't yeah, go on. And so definitely again on the other side of it, thinking yeah. about it, but there is always hope. And that's what Spencer was really good in our journey. And I feel like you guys came to a lot of peace with it too. in your journey is like, there's not one pathway to parenthood, which Sarah said in our last episode, mm-hmm. you know, there's not one way to become a mom. There are multiple mm-hmm. ways. And so if the Lord has that in his plan, you know, it can happen no matter how mm-hmm. it looks. For, yeah, sure. for sure. And I think too, which again, this, like Renee was saying, is easier once you're on the other side to look back. But mm-hmm. I think Renee, you would probably agree that during those years of infertility and waiting, the Lord prepared your hearts to be parents to Serena. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gotten to go to PA school if you would have had a baby right away. And I think that right. you and I have talked a lot about how just like we feel like the Lord has given us a passion for being a mom and we feel like he's called us to be moms. We also feel like he's laid being a provider and given us a passion for medicine on our hearts. And I Mm -hmm. think that you Mm -hmm. are an amazing provider and your patients I know are blessed by you every single day. And so I think that he, Mm -hmm. just as much as he called you to be a mom, he called you to be a provider. And so you probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. have gone to PA school if you would have gotten pregnant right? when you guys started Mm -hmm. trying. And so I know you're working right now in the midst of a global pandemic and you're, you know, still Mm -hmm. seeing patients every day and, you know, risking your health and safety. And so you are being selfless at home and caring for Serena, but then also working in healthcare. Mm -hmm. So thank you for doing that. Oh, well, thanks. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for being here, Renee. Yes, thank you for That's asking. What I was going to say, is there anything else you want to add? I feel like every word you said was such Aww. beautiful wisdom. So I don't even know what you could <laughs> add, but just wanting to make sure you have the option. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I think I've talked about everything that I wanted to. So, yeah, yeah. But you thank did you a great guys job, so much for I... asking me on. Yes. Yes, and I know one hundred percent that your story is going to encourage and bless people. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that is just, I think that's also part of it. Like the Lord brought you to this point so that you could encourage and love on and bless other people mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. tell them like he is in control and he's going to take care of us. And that may not look like what mm-hmm. we want or expect or hope, but yeah, he's good. And he's, mm-hmm. he's using our stories for his glory and I'm thankful. And yeah, it's just amazing. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Renee. It was so nice to officially meet you. And I'm excited to meet you and little Serena in person one day and just probably cry over her (laughs) because she sounds awesome and you guys are awesome. So I'm so excited. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you, Renee. And thank you everyone for listening and for being here. And as always share this episode with anyone that you feel like might be encouraged by Renee's story. Um, And yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be helpful if you would subscribe or leave us a rating and review. And feel free to follow us and join the conversation at the Cold Coffee Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. We wish we could have coffee with each of you, but since we can't, we'd love to send a gift card to the first two people who share this episode on their Instagram story and tag us in the post. Once again, thanks for joining us on the Cold Coffee Podcast.